Courtney, got a riddle. I have a riddle for you. All right, let's hear it. If a cowboy rides into town on Friday and three days later leaves on Friday, how does he do it? Horse's name is Friday. Oh, you knew that one? Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Listen, I don't know very many riddles, but that one I did know. Okay. What do you call a happy cowboy? I don't know. A jolly rancher. <laughs> <laughs> get it like the hard candy yeah i I get it because they're called jolly ranchers (laughs) but a happy cowboy is also called a jolly rancher How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, what? What are you going to say? I was going to say we should talk about that cool corn maze we went through. Oh, yeah. So last night we went with a couple friends to an awesome haunted corn maze because, you know, tis the season. It was awesome. It was really good. It was so much fun. There were some really cool sections of this corn maze. They yeah. really went out with the props. Yes, they did. One, <laughs> one of them that you just made me think of was the horse with the oh, air oh yeah do you want to explain it yeah so basically you know how they have jump scares and everything in con mazes so on one of these like just around the corner there was a little opening with uh you know kind of like a window and you see this like weird shape and then it kind of blows air at you to scare you to scare you you get closer you realize it's a horse's butt <laughs> yep <laughs> pretty funny yeah and so like it's just yeah i guess supposed to scare people with um horse farts it worked it's pretty very spooky did i ever tell you that time (laughs) it was a a little camp that we went on and um we went horse riding and my horse was really flatulent (laughs) (laughs) can't remember the horse was it the horse or was it you blaming it on the horse oh we weren't we weren't talking about no it was the the horse (laughs) i believe you but everyone, everyone in the group are like, oh, Miles, tell your horse to stop. I'm like, I don't think he speaks my language. <laughs> yeah, even if, even if he stop, did, he wouldn't care. <laughs> right, exactly. But that was really funny. That is funny. And they, they stank. So today um, is Saturday, which is the day this is coming out. It's coming out tonight. Um, and it was also the night that Harper had her first trunk retreat. And she was the cutest little busy bee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she dressed up as a bumblebee. I was a beekeeper. And Courtney here was a little jar of honey. Jar of honey. Yeah. Because I'm so sweet. Uh You're my honey. (laughs) Aw, look at you. No, but Harper was adorable. She was. We had a little pumpkin basket for her or whatever you call that thing. Like a... Little bucket. Yeah, her candy bucket. Candy bucket. And she was just like carrying it around. And at first she was just like, I don't know what to do with this. So she was just standing there (laughs) holding it. But then people started putting candy in it, and she would hold it out for them. Yeah. It was cute. It was really cute. If you are a personal friend or family member, you can see videos of it on my story. It'll be out for 24 hours. So by the time this is out, you should still have time to go look. Yeah. Pretty cute. Miles, you are a very good keeper of the bees. Thanks. I try my best. You're very welcome. So, you've got a story for me today. Actually, no, I don't. Oh, this is No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So, so, let's set the stage real quick. Okay. It's the wild, wild west. Hmm. Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher. I'm starting to see the connection. <laughs> and Friday the horse. 
Yeah. Okay. And boy, was it wild. Wild. So here's this guy, right? His name is James Lewis Dalton. He's referred to as Lewis Dalton. I guess back then they went by middle names a lot too. Okay. So this guy, he was a saloon keeper, a rambler, and a gambler. What's a rambler? It's someone who like uh, herds horses, not herds horses, but they like a horse salesman. Okay. Almost. Cool. Yeah. So late 1840s, this guy, James Lewis Dalton, he traveled from Kentucky to Missouri and by, um, so yeah, he, he was living in Kentucky. He moved to Missouri. By the 1950s, he was trading horses and running his own saloon in Westport, Missouri, which is now Kansas City. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yep. And it was here that he married Adeline Lee Younger, who together they had 15 kids over 26 years. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Lewis, he would often gamble and apparently wasn't very good at it. <laughs> Same. I mean, I've never actually gambled, but I assume I would be really bad I, at it. I never have with real money. So, back in high school, we I would we, uh, a couple of friends of mine we would sit around a little lunch table and mm-hmm. we would uh, play with lollies or candy. <laughs> I was actually pretty good at it, but that was I don't think we were playing right. <laughs> that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so 1870s, Lewis traveled across the country to California for horse races. It was his own horses that he was racing. And over the, over time, he started taking his sons with him. He had a lot of sons. So some of the well, sons... yeah, out of 15 kids, <laughs> I'm sure some of them are sons. <laughs> right. <laughs> so over the years, you know, a few years passed by and he's starting to bring all these, all these kids across. And some of the sons were offered jobs as mule skinners oh, okay. um, in... Visalia, California. And two of the older brothers, they followed them out to California. And these two brothers' names were Cole and Gratton, who was referred to as Grat. Grat. Cole mm-hmm. and Grat. Cole and Grat. Now, Grat quickly became reputed for his gambling and okay. his habit of getting into bar fights. Okay. And um, at the same time as well, while he was getting into fights, there was another brother, Frank. He, he got a job in indian territory as a deputy marshal and was he was based at fort smith arkansas okay and he he took the job he took the job that it was offered uh, just because you know it was closer to where he was from closer to home gotcha. now there's another brother his name is bill <laughs> okay yep now he joined up with the the brothers that were in california he married and started a family there and he leased a ranch in San Lu- uh, San Luis Obispo County, and he became a Democratic Central Committee chairman. That's not really relevant to the story, just kind of setting cool. the stage for his career. Yeah. So, Lewis, he eventually, you know, due to his gambling habits and everything, he eventually was resorted to putting his house in Belton, Missouri, in the gambling pot. And he oh. lost it. Oh. Yeah. So Adeline, she later acquired a little bit of land. And there were different stories that I found. Most of them said that the father just died. One of the sources that I was reading from said that he abandoned the family. Oh. So we're just going to go with the, the him dying. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. Better than a man die than abandon his family. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 1887. This uh, The brother Frank, who uh, was the deputy in the Indian Territory, mm-hmm. he had a fellow deputy with whom he crossed an adjacent to the town they were in, a river that was adjacent to the town, to arrest some bootleggers. Okay. So, as they approached the bootlegger camp, the bootleggers began to shoot at them. And Frank, he was able to shoot and kill a couple of them, but his gun eventually jammed, and he was unable to defend himself and got shot and killed. Aw. Yeah. So, sad day day for Frank. (laughs) Now, Grat... day for Frank. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, Grat, the troublemaker, upon hearing about about his brother Frank's death... Does he avenge him? (laughs) No. Aw, dang it. Um, I thought this was going to be some heroic... Instead of avenging, he went there to replace him oh. <laughs> as as the deputy. He's, so he's like, like well, oh, he's... position open. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure That's there's way different than what I thought this was going. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that there was a lot more, um, you know, grieving involved. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> For but... two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's like, hey, like you said, job opened up. I'll take it. Oh Job was jobs were pretty hard to find back then. That's so funny. Yeah. Did he get the job? He did. <laughs> nice. And he brought with him his younger brother Bob as Bob. a pos- yep, as a posse member. Okay. He had a little posse. <laughs> now, notably, the area around Indian territory was pretty dangerous and additionally the pay around those territories was not great. Gotcha. So basically, uh, to put it into perspective, deputies' pay deputies' pay was performance based. Mm-hmm. So they were paid ten cents per mile on official official business, which would be equal to three dollars and twelve cents today per mile. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And granted, they're on horse. This isn't driving uh-huh. or walking, whichever. So not a lot. And it was two dollars fifty or seventy eight dollars eleven cents today. For reading warrants or bringing in prisoners. Huh. Mm-hmm. So not great pay. That's interesting, though, because that would motivate you to bring in prisoners. Yeah. So you get, so you get paid. Which which kind of played a huge part. We, it doesn't go... The story doesn't go into it too much, but that played a part in why a lot of the deputies back then were pretty corrupt. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a very honest mm-hmm. system, or at least it could very easily slip into a dishonest system. Yes. Like, they would arrest people just for standing or looking at them funny yeah yeah anyway along comes august 1888 this guy named charlie montgomery he masqueraded allegedly as a marshal giving false leads etc at the time grat was nowhere to be found so he was grat had a very strong reputation of going off getting drunk gambling that kind of thing yeah yeah so grat at the time he wasn't anywhere to be found so bob his younger brother the posse member took action instead so he cornered montgomery this guy who was posing as a marshal and he went with his posse and montgomery and his company started shooting at them oh no now bob he was pretty sneaky he snuck around the back to flank this guy Uh uh-huh and Monty shot at Bob. He missed, and Bob killed Monty right there. He like kind of dodged and then shot him. Wow, poor yeah. Charlie. However, Charlie. no warrant was issued for this guy Charlie Montgomery's arrest. I have him written down as Monty, so I'm going to refer to him as Monty. Okay. 
and Bob was not a deputy, so he didn't really have much authority over uh, for arresting or taking that kind so of this action. Was just kind of like an illegal shootout. Mm-hmm. So basically, what this meant for Bob basically was that he committed murder. Um, he was charged with murder. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be manslaughter though? No, because he like it was intentional. Oh, I he guess intentionally that makes went sense. out to go kill him. And but it wasn't pre. Mm, I guess it was premeditated. Mm-hmm. Well, not not necessarily the killing, but. What, gotcha. Yeah, but that that stuff happened all the time. You know, people fire, you fire back. Yeah. So. Okay. So a trial occurred for Bob, and Bob was forced to pay for this guy's burial, Monty's burial, but he was eventually acquitted for all the charges just because, you know, this guy was kind of a scumbag. Mm-hmm. And Bob started to game, uh, because of this, Bob gained a little bit of a reputation as a reckless killer. Which took a toll on Bob's mental health, and he started to drink. And at this time, alcohol was still illegal in Indian territory. Oh. So a lot of the people around the area, when he would go and um, and drink, it offended a lot of the people around. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's poor guy. I know. It's like I was just trying to help my brother. <laughs> so his brother, speaking of Grat, he was you know still the deputy. And Bob later became deputy, but he wanted more money than what he was getting paid. Sure. So Bob eventually started, uh, he joined up with a group called the Osage Police, uh, who were actually paid a monthly salary as opposed to performance-based. Performance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is much better. <laughs> right. Then the year 1889, Bob brought along yet another brother, Emmett. Emmett. Mm-hmm. And in my notes, just to save time... I wrote B and E, and every time I read B and E, I think of like you know Bert and Ernie. Oh really? <laughs> when I hear um, B and E, I think of Breaking the Ring. Oh, like yeah, uh, that too, I guess. No, what's his name? Uh, Dane Cook, that comedian, oh, that really yeah. crude comedian, does yep. a bit. Um, I listened to this when I was in high school. I don't listen to him now, but <laughs> he does a bit about Breaking the Ring, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go do a, a B and E, Breaking the Ring." Anyways, it was just really funny. <laughs> Dane Cook. Yeah, he is pretty crude. I never really liked him. <laughs> yeah, I, it was... <laughs> it was uh, high school. <laughs> it was a, a, a phase that lasted maybe six days. <laughs> yeah. So, Bob and Emmett, they had a pretty interesting relationship. Emmett, he was only two years younger than Bob, and, the you know, he looked up to Bob a lot, and he... Um, the, both of them were really good friends. Now, the three brothers, so we have Grat, Bob, and Emmett, they started getting tired of the low pay that they received. So what did they do? They complained. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what happened when they complained? They got fired. They got fired. <laughs> and what do they do after getting fired? They murder. Just well, <laughs> no. This is a fun story. Oh, okay. So the marshal at the time, after dismissing them, after firing them, he forgot to take Bob's badge and his commission. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They started to... Pretending to be marshals? <laughs> Basically. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, they started... What they did, they stopped wagons along the way. And the wagons looked a little bit suspicious. And so, you know, they would stop them. And quite often they would find illegal stashes of liquor. So <laughs> they would, quote-unquote, confiscate them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and find them. Find the wagons for this illegal liquor and then transportation. just keep it all for themselves yep basically <laughs> and mind you like they didn't have any commission despite his commission not being taken away he still didn't he was still fired so yeah for sure anyway 
Eventually, a new deputy rolls in, and Bob brings his brothers to apply for open jobs. Okay. And his older brother, Grat, he was given a job, but Bob, Bob and Emmett were still too young in the eyes of the new marshal. So instead, they were hired as posse men. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Very back nice. to being posse men. And they, posse men were paid a lot less than deputies were. It makes so sense, yeah. That's is like a demotion, kind of, what, kind of. Yeah, almost. So they accepted, but they, all three of them still continued these shenanigans that they were getting up to like stopping the wagons and such yeah sounds like a good gig <laughs> <laughs> right now winter time 1890 dalton the daltons started losing their reputation after a scandal involving bob two bootleggers and a christmas party and lots of whiskey oh okay mm-hmm. sure and a warrant was sent out for their arrest but they had a friend on the inside and this friend on the inside advised them to hide and they hid for three months so after they emerged from hiding, after the three months were up, Emmett uh, was discharged and Bob was jailed. And his bail money was $1,000, which his friend on the inside paid immediately. Do you know what that would have been for today? Mm-hmm. Okay. $31,242.95. Holy moly. Lada mula. And he's just like, yeah, sure. Put it mm-hmm. on my bill. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Let me get my checkbook. Now, Grat, he was still making trouble. He was eventually fired as deputy. Oh, good. Emmett and Bob weren't fired, but they got a feeling that they weren't really welcome around anymore. Gotcha. Because people kept, they just treated them differently. Sure. After Grout got fired. So they moved to their brother Bill's, the one who was living in California. They moved to his ranch that he owned. Now, someone had tattled on the brothers uh, for all the shenanigans that they were up to. Uh Uh-huh. And Bob got salty, and he had a plan to steal the mules and horses from this guy who tattled on them okay. and to sell them. And he got lots of money for him. Oh, so mm-hmm. he actually went through with it. He, he went through with it. He stole the horses. He got lots of money, and he decided to steal more horses because it was pretty good money. Okay. So the people that he was selling these horses to, they were kind of curious, and they questioned where they got these horses from. Uh-huh. And the... Um, Bob, he was with Emmett at the time. Uh, they were dodging the questions, and um, there was this buyer who came up, and he's like, "Hey, I'll buy these horses from you." But he, the deal was that he was going to buy them for way lower than market price. Mm-hmm. And at the time, horses were on average about one hundred and fifty dollars, which is a little under, a little under five thousand dollars. Okay. Per horse, and I think he only sold them for like I think it was like sixty bucks each, so less than half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So before the deal was finalized, the original owners of the horses, the ones they stole them from, they proved ownership to this buyer. And Bob and Emmett were passing by while I had this little meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during that meeting, and they were spotted. They were chased and shot at, and they both hid for several months. And they got in contact with their brother Grat, who tried to send them provisions, but he got caught doing that, and he was thrown in jail mm. and released two weeks later. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Bob and Emmett. Oh, Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Just kidding. Bob and Emmett didn't like hiding, naturally. So they caught a train to California to start a job at Bill's ranch. Gotcha. Okay. Their brother, Bill. And they were there, you know, also to try to keep a low profile. And this guy, Grat, he went back to live in his mom's basement. That's what oh. I have written down, but he just wanted to go live with his mom. Gotcha. Who was, they lived in like the Oklahoma region. So Adeline, they had nephews that were also outlaws. 
They were known as the Younger Brothers. Mm -hmm. Their mother was kind of worried that her sons were heading down a similar path to her nephews. So she... Sounds like they were already there. Yeah, kind of. So she encouraged Grat to follow and look after Bob and Emmett, which he did. So they were all at Bill's uh, little ranch. That just seems like a bad combination. Like they just shouldn't be around each other because they bring out the worst in each other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Does it get worse? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Grat stopped by another brother's house on the way before he went to Bob and Emmett. And this brother's name was Lit. Lit? Mm-hmm. L-I-T. Lit. It's huh. short for something. I didn't write it down, but it's short for something. Grat, Lit, Bob, Bill, Emmett. <laughs> yep. And then the one that died. Frank. Frank. Mm-hmm. And a couple brothers also make an appearance, but we'll get to them as well. <laughs> okay. So while Grat was visiting his brother Lit, they discussed the younger two brothers who they actually visited Lit on their way to Bill's ranch. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, sorry, I was going to say Bert, Bert and, and <laughs> <laughs> Bob and Emmett, they started to brag to Lit about, you know, the horse robbery, robberies and everything like that. And mm-hmm. um, basically just all the bad stuff they did. And Lit went on to lecture them about it. Oh, good. He, Someone has to. Yeah, this guy, this guy Lit, he has a very kind of holier-than-thou vibe. I, I get it. Like, you know, it's frustrating. He, he This guy Lit, he has a pretty good career. Uh-huh. He's fine. He works for this guy who runs a lot of horses, a lot of land and everything. Yeah. So he, he's pretty set up for life. Um, but he just, whenever he hears about his brothers and everything that he does, I mean, you, we'll get to it because he comes up again in the story. But anyway... Lit liked to lecture them, but their brother Bill, who was also older, he had a different approach, and that was to kind of play along, let it play out. Uh-huh. And he was in his mind, he was like, hopefully that you know they'll see what kind of path they're heading down, and they'll just deter themselves away from it. Sure. So eventually, Grat met up with Bob and Emmett at Bill's, and there was he's another brother. His name is Cole. He was also there. And so both this brother Cole and Bill were trying to keep Bob and Emmett busy so they won't go off and do their shenanigans. So these are the good brothers. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that the mom should have sent after them in the uh, first place. Kind of. We'll get oh. to it. <laughs> <laughs> so on the boys' downtime, they would go into the nearby town, which was San Miguel, to gamble. And they would go to saloons, get into bar fights, and basically do that from town to town. And Bill, he wasn't making enough money to pay them all Mm. so he gave two horses to them instead and bob after this after receiving and not necessarily getting fired but his brother telling him he can't pay him Uh uh-huh he had an idea okay and this idea was to rub a train oh no Mm -hmm. wait whose idea was this bob okay that makes sense that checks out yeah so there this the idea that he has was was to was to rub a train and he in his mind this would hopefully give him enough money so he and Emmett could move to South America. Oh. Yeah. Emmett was initially against it, but he was kind of a pushover. So he just went along with it because, like I said before, he looked up to Bob and everything. So Right. He's like, okay, I guess we'll do it. Um, Bill eventually found them jobs at another ranch. He gave them a horse and three saddles to move to this new ranch. But Bill was smart and knew his brothers were up to something. Okay. All along the way. And they went on their journey to this other ranch. So the brothers three. <laughs> so we have Bob, Emmett, and Grat. Grat. So they 
did indeed start leaning toward different intentions. Okay. Than working on the ranch that Bill had got them jobs at. Sure, yeah, yeah. So Bob and Grat, they left Emmett behind in a nearby town. They rode back to their brother Lit, who at the time was he was working nearby at, mm-hmm. the, at a, another ranch nearby. Okay. Now Grat approached Lit's lodgings alone, and Bob went back to Emmett, and so Grat approached Lit on foot. He um, tried to convince Lit to let him borrow a horse because he said that his horse um, suffered an injury and wasn't fit for riding anymore. So he asked Lit for a horse. Lit refused, and he went back with Grat to the younger brothers to lecture them once again. <laughs> Good. Yeah. After this, the boys started following the Southern Pacific Pika, which was a train that uh, carried money for the railroad employees to pay them. And the train always had gamblers and prostitutes that were trying to get some money from the newly paid employees. And in their time following the train, they gave out fake names at the saloons that they would hang out. And they kind of kept a distance from one each other to not rouse suspicion. Sure. I mean, they're not the brightest bunch but that's a pretty smart move right <laughs> they they were yeah they, they're dumb for sure but they mm-hmm. were dumb in a smart way like they make bad decisions and that's yes, what makes them that's dumb. the dumb part yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're smart about doing it yeah the day comes day of the robbery okay the train made a brief stop bob and Emmett snuck on the train and it was there that they held the fireman and the engineer at gunpoint ordering them to stop the train and the cho- the they were pretty smart about this too. The um, like pretty strategically planned out. Okay. The train stopped about fifty yards from where they left their horses, so they could make a quick getaway. Gotcha. They led the two train employees, the fireman and the engineer, down to down the car, mm-hmm. and it was there that they were spotted, and a shootout began. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was one other train employee who, after seeing them, locked all the doors and windows to prevent them from continuing further down the car. Mm-hmm. Well, down the train, rather. Yeah, yeah. And the brothers had no tools with them to break the locks. So they got off the train and they headed toward their horses, only to see a deputy who was also on boarding and chase them. And oh. Bob, yeah. Bob shot at the deputy, which made the deputy take cover, which allowed them to escape. Oh, no. I feel like, I don't know, they're the main part of the story, so I feel like I should be rooting for them, but also, like, stop it. <laughs> right. So they brother lit. He was at a saloon. Okay. He heard about the robbery. Of course. And Grat came in to that same saloon, and he didn't. Grat didn't know anything about the robbery. And Lit told Grat to check into a nearby hotel, acquaint himself with a few of the townspeople, and establish, you know, to kind of establish an alibi, oh, so okay. he wouldn't be blamed for this robbery. Meanwhile, Bob and Emmett were arguing about the attempted robbery. And they eventually just went back to Bill's. Now, the sheriff, Sheriff K. I like this guy. He's kind of cool. He's really smart. Okay. So the sheriff arrives, Sheriff K. He arrives on scene, as did some of the other railroad detectives. Uh-huh. And they did a little bit of investigation, and they they t- came to two different conclusions as to where they went. Uh-huh. So Sheriff K, he was able to track them to San Miguel, uh, where the, you know their brother Bill lived. Uh-huh. So Sheriff K started to follow them, follow the the path that he th- thought they took. Okay. And his horse eventually got tired, so he planned to stop at the next farmhouse. He was greeted by a woman, two kids, and he was invited inside for dinner. And after dark, 
approaching is Bill. It was his house. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's and looking for his brothers. He's looking for his brothers. Oh, no. So Bill, at the time, he was with Bob and Emmett. And upon approaching the house, Bill saw some unfamiliar horses and carts. So he instructed Bob and Emmett to sleep in the barn. And Bill enters the home. He finds two strange men, which was Sheriff Kay and his deputy. Okay. Now, they, these two, they stayed the night. And in gratitude, they decided to be nice and to clean out the barn before they left. And while they were cleaning, they found some remains of a saddle that was... It was clear to them that it had just been recently be put there that there was moisture on it and everything which apparently was a telltale sign that oh this was just put here okay so they did a little bit more investigation which led kate to suspect that this nice family were associated with the robbers oh no so kate brought some of his team and a couple of the railroad detectives one was named will smith just kind of fun (laughs) little thing like the wild west Uh uh-huh you know the movie yeah yeah anyway so bob and emmett remained hidden and the the railroad detectives so will smith and the other guy's name was o'neill they went to bill's house then they stayed the night both of them stayed the night and bob and emmett were hiding together in a tiny attic until after 10 a.m the next morning so they were there for quite a while in this cramped up attic trying not to make little noise and at the time bill he knew they were both up there and so he was trying to make a lot of noise and there was a guitar bill played guitar so one of these railroad detectives are like hey why don't you play something for us so he's like oh that's perfect perfect cover for the noise that they're making up there Mm -hmm. to me that would that would suck like being i don't know how big this attic was it just says they were cramped and they had to make as little movement as they could yeah because you know the houses back then were pretty uh rickety yeah made a lot of sound Mm-hmm. so they're just like staying there and they, what they did they had their um it said the description was their feet and pistols were hit or revolvers their feet and revolvers were pointed towards the trap door that led up to the attic oh no so like just in case that would be yeah that would be miserable mm-hmm. and they didn't have like air conditioning true <laughs> so it probably would have been hot or cold or cold yeah or freezing so one of the deputies followed the brother grat because uh, of the suspicion that he might have been part of it, uh-huh. the the train robbery, and the deputy, because he didn't really want to follow too closely, he hired a night watchman to follow at night, and the night watchman met Grat in a saloon. He gambled, and Grat cleaned this guy out, which made the night watchman pretty angry. Yeah, so I he can arrested imagine. him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he was angry and drunk, and so he's like, I'm going to throw you in jail. Now, the next morning, the deputy found Krat in the in the jail cell. Uh-huh. And he's like, crap, now what do I do with you? <laughs> so he had no other choice, and he just takes him to jail. Gotcha. Okay. And the brothers, so um, 1891, the two brothers were indicted for robbery, and they put out a $3,000 bounty for Bob and Emmett, which today was... $98,000. Holy moly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those two still haven't been caught? No, not yet. Okay. So Bob and Emmett, Bert and <laughs> <laughs> Bobbert and Emmett, they hid in mountains Bobbert, near... you just said Bobbert. Yeah, his name was Robert. Bob and Emmett <laughs> hid in mountains near where Bill lived. 
Okay. And Bill would quite often leave them supplies and food, but Bill eventually went broke. He managed to get a horse loan. He went to Lit, and Lit went to his employer for a horse, which he then gave to Bill. And they rode together for a while, but then separated a little bit afterwards. Mm-hmm. Bill went back home, only to be arrested shortly after arriving by Kay, Sheriff mm-hmm. Kay. Kay. Um, <laughs> Bill <laughs> went to trial, but he was released because they didn't have enough evidence against him. Gotcha. And Sheriff Kay heard of sightings of Bob and Emmett, and he went to investigate with his deputy. And they, so Bob and Emmett were very elusive. They went from town to town, from state to state even, avoiding this guy. Right. And mind you, at the time, Grat was still in jail. Because <laughs> he made someone mad. <laughs> yeah. And he w- there was suspicion that he was part of the uh, the railroad robbery as well. Yeah. Which, from what I could find, he actually wasn't. He didn't even know about it, but... But, yeah, I mean, he's, he had done enough with them that exactly. he it was would a, make sense. Yeah, he was a troublemaker, so... Basically, the only thing you need to know is that Bob and Emmett were pretty elusive, and they they went from Utah to Arizona to, to New Mexico, back to Oklahoma. They went all over the place. Gotcha. And Kay eventually had to stop following in order to make it back to California for Grat's trial. So, along comes the whole long process for Grat's trial. And Bill, his brother Bill, tried real hard to get Grat the best attorney in the area and so he sold almost all his horses and mules Bill is such a good brother he is he's really supportive but for for the wrong things yeah (laughs) yeah he sell this lawyer that he was trying to get was cost two thousand dollars I didn't get the price on that but it's a lot of money yeah a lot Mm -hmm. especially if the three thousand dollar bounty was close to ninety eight thousand dollars in today's money mm -hmm. you can imagine so do the math so Bill didn't know that this guy was also a Tony, an attorney for the railroad. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a conflict of interest? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know if that existed back then, though. Jeez. Anyway, so the whole family came down for the trial, minus Bob and Emmett. Sure. And the trial went on for three weeks. Three, three weeks. weeks. <laughs> which was a very unfair trial because the railroad was very powerful. Sure. And very rich, so they had a lot of pull in the governmental system. Yeah. And this guy, Will Smith, visited Grat every day during his trial, which led Grat to start hating this guy, getting really annoyed by him. Mm-hmm. And the reason he went to go visit him was just to get a confession out of him and be like, yeah, we know he did it, just confess. And Grat, mm-hmm. most of the time, would just stay silent. So while waiting for his sentence, there was, while Grat was waiting for his sentence, there was another robbery that took place nearby oh no mm-hmm. so they immediately expected bill and after some investigation it was clear that bill wasn't a part of it so this poor guy is just getting accused of just thing after thing wrongfully yep. so from their investigation they found that two strange men were hanging around some abandoned station kind of like a little shack huh curious mm-hmm. So Kay immediately thought it was Bob and Emmett who were coming to free their brother from prison. Okay. And was it? <laughs> so it no, it it wasn't. So basically, so the Kay and his deputy, uh-huh. he they approached the shack and they found an old woman and uh, a younger woman who were just kind of you know sewing, hmm. making tailoring stuff basically. And he's like, oh, what's happening in here? And they're like, oh, not a lot. <laughs> oh, nothing. Thanks and for then, coming by. <laughs> right. And then in the next room, 
he heard some creaking and under the door he could kind of see the shadow of a man so very quietly Kay approached the door and with his revolver out he like pushed the the door open with his revolver and he saw bill oh he's like hi bill and bill was very caught off guard turns around quickly he's like oh hi Kay. <laughs> <laughs> and so the two of them they both had their guns out pointed at each other and Kay eventually started to like lower his and Bill did the same thing and they kind of were laughing nervously at each other and Kay was you know suspicious of Bill so he was looking around and kind of questioning Bill like hey are your brothers here uh-huh. tell me if they are please like you can get it yeah. off pretty easy if you just let them up he's like no they're not around then Kay, he, he, this is a tense situation. Yes. Jeez. So Kay, like I said before, he was very he was very astute, very observant, super smart guy. That's sure. why I like him. And he he also seemed like a very fair de- uh, marshal, sheriff, whatever. Yeah, sheriff. Okay. He seemed like a very fair sheriff. But he was looking around and he saw kind of a little fade mark on a rug. Pulled the rug back. There's a trapdoor. Oh no! And he hears some noise coming from this trapdoor. He opens it, and guess who he finds? Crap. Just kidding. No. no. Emmett and Bob. No. What? Who <laughs> no. is it? <laughs> it's a it's a guy I haven't mentioned yet. His name is Riley Dean. I just wanted to see if you would guess it was what? Bob and Emmett. A guy named Riley Dean, who I don't know what his whole tie in. I guess he was a friend of this family because <laughs> he comes back later. What a random person to be hiding in a trap door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they both got off and nothing happened with it. Oh, jeez. So during this trial, Gratz trial, Bob and Emmett were out in Oklahoma recruiting people for their little gang. <laughs> and they, they figured they would find more success back home than they would in California because, you know, they knew people. Gotcha. So Bob, you know, him being a former lawman, he knew that in the Indian territories, it was kind of hard to enforce laws, which made it easier for their plans. Gotcha. Yeah, and Lin- Indian law enforcers had no power over non-Indians, so that also made it easier for them. Right, okay. So Bob, he was the leader of the gang, which mostly consisted of people they knew from their childhood, who they grew up with. Uh-huh. And Kay, he had given up on the search for Bob and, for Bob and Emmett, but he was, you know, the bounty was still there for right. them. So Bob got mad about the arrests of his brothers, so he made plans to get money for the bail. So his first plan was his gang's first official robbery. Okay. Which they made off. They just robbed the train. They made off with $1,200. Okay. Which was around $40,000 today. Okay. And the gang grew some more. They accrued some more people, which included the presence of Bob's lover, Eugenia Moore, who was a notorious horse thief and outlaw. Not much nice. more is said about her, but she was part of the gang. Okay. One of the gang members was spotted, and he was captured, and the, you know, he was brought to jail. But on the way to jail, so they took a train, the captor, so back then the process behind it is you had to have a guard with you when you were making the arrest and taking someone somewhere. He did not do that. He actually did a couple things wrong with his whole arrest. Okay. But anyway, um, <laughs> this guy was sounding like kind of an idiot. <laughs> So the captor, while on the train, spotted a group of men on horseback that w- looked like they were trying to you know, catch up with the train to beat it. Which is never a good sign. <laughs> yeah. so I've th- seen the Wild West movies. <laughs> so he thought this was the Dalton gang. And this guy got up and he gave his gun. So he was still watching um, this gang member 
and he gave his gun to the baggage man. Oh no! <laughs> and I he's need like, to hey. see where this is going. Yeah, he says, "Hey, watch my prisoner." So the baggage man, he he set the gun down, and he went back to his duties. He's like, "Whatever, he he'll probably be fine." And this gang member, his name was Bryant. Bryant, he grabbed the gun. He approached the deputy and he shot him in the back. And the deputy turned around. And they both shot each other dead. <laughs> That's the end of that story. I thought it was just kind of funny. Now, the second robbery, this secured them more than $19,000. Which, which is going to be a lot of money. <laughs> which today was... Hold on, let me guess. $300,000. More. $400,000? More. $500,000. More. Okay, tell me. $620,000. Holy moly. Yeah. But the profits were not split evenly. Oh. <laughs> so everyone complained. And some even quit the gang. They come back later, but they just, you know, okay. up and quit. Now back to Grat, our friend Grat. His sentencing was postponed for a couple of weeks. Rumors were being spread that Bob and Emma were coming to free him from jail. Okay. So because of these rumors, Sheriff K set 24-7 guards, two of them, on Grat. And Bob's cell was right above his. There was like a two-story jail. And one of these guards, he was kind of treated a little bit unfairly. So he quit, which gave Grat and the cellmates, he had two cellmates, they gave, um, it gave them a chance to break out, which left Bill behind. And the two cellmates, yeah, no. Um, the two cellmates were arrested again shortly after. They were questioned about Grat's whereabouts. Wait, why was Bill arrested again? Bill was arrested because he was also suspected to be part of the train robbery. Gotcha. And so the two cellmates of Grat's, that was a weird way to phrase that, Grat's two cellmates, (laughs) (laughs) um, they were, like I said, they were arrested again and they were questioned about Grat's whereabouts and one of them gave them a hint and they followed up on this hint, Kay followed up on this hint and he met Grat's friend whom he'd asked to take to Grant. To Grat? Grat. Not Grant. Grat. So they, you know, this this friend of Grat, he was kind of, it was said that he was a little bit scared of Grat, a little intimidated by him. So he was kind of hesitant, but uh, Kay made a pretty convincing offer for him. Gotcha. And so he eventually agreed. He took them to, like, within 50 miles of where Grat's, Grat's campsite was. And so they planned an ambush while they were away, Grat and um, this was where that other guy, Riley Dean, comes in. Okay. Because um, he was with Grat at the time. They were staying at just off of some guy's farm. Okay. So they planned an ambush and they... Wait, who was planning the ambush? Kay. Sheriff okay. Kay. And a couple of the uh, railroad detectives. Okay. So that's when they... So when this ambush, they saw them, the two of them coming back. That's when they found out it was Riley Dean. The guy from the shack. So Riley was captured, but Grat escaped. And along his escape, there was um, a time where he, you know, he was staying in a barn at a little ranch house, and he caught pneumonia. So he was there for a couple of weeks because he couldn't really travel. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, after a few weeks, he met up with his brother Cole. Do you remember Cole? Mm-hmm. So they, sorry, there's a lot of names. So <laughs> if you have trouble. Knowing who is who, just let me know. Yeah, you're good. They both traveled together towards Oklahoma, but along the way they had an argument in which Cole was trying to convince Grat not to do bad things. <laughs> good Cole. And Grat was like, oh, yeah, screw you. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> and they, short. yeah. So they separated 
and Grat arrives in Oklahoma 107 days and 40 pounds less than he was than he started. He arrives in Oklahoma. And after he arrived in Oklahoma, he soon joined Bob and Emmett and, oh. and their gang. Now, meanwhile, Bill was acquitted. He sold his ranch, moved back to Oklahoma several months before. Moved back to Oklahoma several months before Grat arrived. So Bill was uh, Bill was already there by the time Grat arrived in Oklahoma. Okay. And Bill never officially joined the the gang on their robberies, but he acted as their spy, informant, and advisor. Okay. So, the next planned heist was to rob a train to Santa Fe. But the lawmen had heard of their plans, and they created ambush on the train for them. So, the, the gang was kind of waiting by the railroad. They, they were waiting for the train. They knew its schedule. Mm-hmm. And the train passed, but Bob saw that the train was, was dark, which wasn't typical. So he was suspicious, and he said, you know what? Let's not rob it. We'll rob the next one that comes by. So the next train comes by, and they get away. They rob it, and they get away with $50,000, which in oh today's money... Do you want to take a guess on this one? $1.4 Close. What is it? $1.6 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. But Miles, we're in the wrong industry. <laughs> we said that last time. We said that about the pirates. Man, we just need to become criminals. <laughs> Apparently. Just kidding. That is a joke. Don't for, for the record, that was a joke for legal purposes. <laughs> after, I mean, they had ex- expenses and everything that they needed to pay for. So after everything that they had to pay for, their split was only about 1800 each. Only. Only. So... They decided to rob another train, and on the next train, they made away with $18,000, which is almost $600,000. Gotcha. But Bob wanted more. Sure, yeah. He started planning a bank robbery. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. But not just one bank, two banks. Oh, wow. At the same time. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, again, notably, Emmett was against it. Emmett, just go home. <laughs> Don't follow your brother anymore. Get a job. Meet a nice girl. Come on, man. Yeah. They, um, because of the little debacle, not debacle, but it, it caused a little bit of bitterness between the two of them. Sure. Because he argued and he's like, you know, I we have friends in this town because it was near where they used to live and everything. Uh-huh. You know, I have friends in this town and they might be affected and or hurt this process but right anyway he went along with it eventually and the plan was so bob and emmett would take one of the banks which was just a couple streets over uh-huh. and grat and two others would take the other one okay but emmett wanted to trade places with grat because he was certain that grat was going to mess things up <laughs> which again they argued and then the heist comes around and the two of them were pretty bitter towards each other which sure. didn't necessarily diminish their their efforts or anything like that. But. Sure. But anyway. It's caused some tension. A little uh, heat. So, Grat and the two others, they went to the one bank and they make everyone, you know, get on the ground kind of thing. They all had fake mustaches. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Mustache. It says only Mustache. one of them. I think it was Emmett. who had Actually fake... wore a fake mustache? They, he wore a fake mustache. That's hilarious. Because, you know, they knew people in this town, so they didn't want to be recognizable. But upon pro- approaching the banks, right. it was kind of clear what was happening. And so people started hiding. And uh-huh. um, kind of cool. There were two businessmen who started to give out guns to the citizens. 
of this town and they all hid yeah they all hid and you know waiting for them to emerge from the banks Mm -hmm. but anyway so grat and the two others they went into their bank did the whole get on the ground thing and they went to the clerks who they told you know put all the money in the bag and then also grat saw that the vault with all the gold was open at the time so pretty good timing (laughs) sure he went back and it was so the vault was open but there was a door that led to the vault so we went back for the key to the manager's office for the key uh-huh. and he's like hey open this so we can get all the gold and everything and the manager's like no it's on a time lock which it wasn't it was a lie but grat believed it so he's <laughs> like okay we'll wait 10 minutes because that's <laughs> oh, that's what time he was supposed to <laughs> so anyway in the meantime he had he gave the bag to the cashiers and he said put all the silver in here and he only really eventually from what i read he only made off with like i think it was one thousand dollars okay in silver and a lot of cash as well Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Bob and Emmett were across the way, and they were a little bit more successful with what they got. They got a little bit more money than the others did. But they started came um, when they came out the front. People started shooting, shooting at them, right? Yeah, because of all the guns. Because so, they were in Austin <laughs> down. Right. So they went out the back, and they were met by a deputy who was waiting for them, and they had reacted pretty quickly and um and shot him and shot they, the deputy yeah oh and, and killed him there were a lot oh. of there were a lot of deaths and so they eventually um got on their horses and they started to ride or head towards the horses and started to ride away but bob got shot he died emmett uh. emmett was escaping but after he escaped a little bit he uh went back for bob's for corpse bob. oh that's Are you going to so say sad. something? Are you going to say something? Well, I mean, part of me just isn't surprised. Right. right. I feel for Emmett. Mm-hmm. I do. Bob kind of turned into a little bit of a punk, though. Yeah, Bob was a little bit of a punk. Yeah. Also, um, real quick, before we get into Emmett, I'm, I'm, I skipped over this part, but it's pretty, pretty cool. So Bob was kind of a sharpshooter. He was, you know, killing people. I mean, this isn't cool, but he was killing people <laughs> left and right. But one of the people that he shot was like 200 yards away and he shot him in the head. Oh, wow. So pretty pretty good aim on Bob's part. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I mean, that poor guy, but... The guy that Bob shot in the head, he didn't uh-huh. die. Sorry, oh. he didn't die. He was paralyzed, though, for the rest of his life. Oh. Yeah, so Bob died from getting hit in the head and the heart, which killed him instantly, I guess, at the same time. And then, so Emmett, he, at the time he was unwounded and he began running away, but then he turned around after he noticed Bob wasn't with him. Uh Uh-huh. He went to attempt to lift Bob on his horse, but when he did, he got shot in the back with a buckshot, which Mm. wasn't a, it's not a lethal shot. It's like kind of all those little, um, like, you know, little pallets, Uh pallets, that's the word, pallets, um, bunch of little pallets who that pretty painful yeah but can incapacitate people pretty effectively sure and grat and the two people that were with him were also killed wait so did emmett die with the buckshot no oh okay emmett so after he was brought back into um you know captivity and everything Uh uh-huh and they did some like medical checkups and everything on him sure yeah they saw that he received 23 gunshot wounds and survived holy cow he was shot in the right arm below the shoulder through the left 
right? And also some accounts of the hip and groin. Oof. And then he received 1823 buckshots in the back. So, ouch. So, Emmett was the only one who escaped with his life uh, from this heist. Yeah. And he was sentenced to life in Kansas City Penitentiary, where he served 14 years and was pardoned after that. Wow. And then he moved to Hollywood. (laughs) He became an author, actor, and a real estate agent. -uh. (laughs) And died at the age of 66 in 1937. Holy cow. Now, going to Brother Bill and another gang member whose name was also Bill, Bill Doolin. They continued raiding for a bit, and eventually they went to go visit Mother Dalton, um, who and Lit was also with her at the time. Okay. So while they were there, this guy, Bill Doolin, he proposed to avenge the deaths of the gang members that died. Uh-huh. So Bill agreed, but Lit refused, and it says that he was disgusted by that thought. Good. Of going and killing people. I mean, yeah. So Bill and Doolin, they started another gang. Uh, A little bit after Bill left Doolin, he started his own gang. And Bill, he had a plan to rob a bank in Texas in which he himself died. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. That is the story of the Dalton Brothers, a.k.a. the Deadly Dalton Gang. Wow. Yeah. I am honestly (laughs) the most shocked about emmett's life i know right good for emmett though like you know he was kind of a pushover his whole life and finally after bob died it's you know it's sad but it almost seemed like he was free yeah free of his influence because bob wasn't to go live the life he actually wanted to live yeah Mm -hmm. i don't it didn't say if he was married or had any children or anything like that but but it sounds like career-wise he figured it out yeah then it wasn't illegal (laughs) yeah his book i didn't write this down let me look it up but his book basically about the um the gang and uh-huh. all that they did and also i was going to say this as well emmett said that the reason that they started heisting and everything robbing trains and everything was because they couldn't really make it anywhere else mm. yeah so it says years after the robberies and his release from prison emmett dalton said that the relentless pressure put on them by deputy marshal heck thomas um, as he hunted for them was a key factor in his gang's decision to commit the robberies they hoped that a big hole from the banks would allow them to leave the territory and escape thomas's heat wow mm-hmm. but good for emmett being able to fix his life and everything that's no it's a cool story um what a life can you imagine no and <laughs> their poor mother I know. she probably just like wanted them to just be happy and <laughs> they come home for thanksgiving and she's like i don't want to know what you did for work this weekend i don't want to know <laughs> like mom i only killed three people like <laughs> yeah it's like can't you just be proud of me for what i found the deaths at the bank robbers were the only people that they actually killed but, but still, still. <laughs> doesn't make it right just because you're up in your bank doesn't mean you can kill people well anyway Thanks, everyone, for listening again. Yeah, thanks for that story. That was a really cool story, Miles. You're welcome. I apparently learned... I have a thing for uh, criminals. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just helping me realize the life that I should be living. <laughs> again, for legal purposes, we're joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. All right. Anyways, um, thank you, everyone. Just like Miles said, we're super grateful for all of your support, and we hope that you've enjoyed these 11 episodes so far. Yeah, I hope so. 
Um, just a heads up, we are going to go down to one episode a week. That was originally the plan when we started this podcast. We just wasn't, we, we just weren't sure when that was going to happen, but it's gotten to a point now where our lives are really busy and we, I don't know, it, we're, it's hard to catch up with two episodes per week. Mm-hmm. So it's time. We're going to go down to one a week and that is going to be our schedule indefinitely so um listen for an episode every saturday so episode 12 will be next saturday which will be the first one in november additionally we're also going to be doing a first listener story on the first of the month and if you have your own kind of cool family stories feel free to send them in our email again is famdamilypodcast at gmail.com and just a little advice to uh end our show today Never put your hand into a hole that you can't see into. (laughs) But why?